Yes, Lord, we are deeply in love with you. Yes, Lord, our hearts beat for you alone. Yes, Lord, we are enamored by your love. We are captivated by your grace, your face. Uh, just overwhelms us we are just consumed by you lord today and this moment we sit at your feet we sit at the feet of the master teacher our very rabbi we choose to learn from you we choose to um, embrace everything you have in store for us today lord we just commit our heart our spirit our soul to all that you are we say god doing us that which all do it lord do it lord as we seek to learn of you in jesus name we pray amen 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 i love love hearing you guys pray amen today we're gonna um, go straight into um the first verse we read um he what we're gonna read sorry um hebrews 11 from 39 to 40 whoever is there um hold somebody should hold that um somebody else should hold hebrews 12 um verse 1 and 2 for us then we need somebody else in joel in joel 2 32 um somebody else in isaiah 2 3 and lastly somebody else in obadiah 17 so we're going to start with um, Hebrews 11.39. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I have it. Um, all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. That's the New Living Translation. Mm. And then the F5 one says, and all of these, though they won divine approval by means of their faith, did not receive the fulfillment of what was promised. Wow. Praise God. So I, I last thank you, um, Valerie. So last week we we talked about a little bit, we talked a little bit about this. And so this week we're just gonna expound on it. And that just tells you how important we are. We are a part of a whole, and without us, that whole cannot be attained. God has made it in that way so that we depend on each other. We need each other. But the prophets who have gone ahead, but the powerful men and women, the saints who have gone ahead, and you and I today who are also running our race, who are also living out and working out our faith with fear and trembling, we are also in the game because we are so very needed. You know, we cannot be overlooked. You cannot be overlooked. Amen. So um, the next verse, um, just remember as we read, I want you guys to have in mind that um, th there is no separation between um, Hebrews 11 and 12. It was only separated for ease to read. So it's just one old letter we're still reading. So don't feel separated in your mind. Just see the continuation of what you're reading so you're stepping into another verse which makes it easier for you to read but you're actually continuing the letter we've been reading for weeks now um so hebrews 12 1 please the great 
cloud of witnesses. As for us, we have all we have all these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fallen into. Then we'll be able to run life's marathon race with passion and determination for the path that has been already marked out before us. So we have a whole cloud of witness surrounding us. These people we read about, they are the cloud of witnesses. They are surrounding us, and so we are not alone. Right now, they are with us in the whole, within the Lord. The, Jesus said that they be one in, in me as I and the Father are one. So, those who have gone before, and you and I who are here right now, are part of this whole, and... They that have gone before are all around us because we are all together right now. They are all around us right now. This, so even when you're all by yourself doing your own secret thing that nobody, you think nobody, nobody's seeing, nobody's watching, you know, they are watching. They are surrounding us. And scripture is telling us that it is a race. We are in a race. I mean, to think about the feats that this guy did, these guys did in the spirit on earth, and to think that we are part of them. I mean, how, you know, like, do you feel like you deserve to be a part of them? I mean, if you look at, you know, <laughs> you see, like, it feels like we we don't deserve, but like through Christ Jesus, we we deserve to be. We are already a part of that. And this is why it's so good for us to be able to see into the spirit, you know. I remember that scripture where Elisha told the servant, the servant was scared of the multitude of people that were warring against them, that had come to fight them and Elisha prayed that the Lord will open his eyes to see that they that are with them are more than they that they could see physically. And when they opened his eyes, he saw a multitude of warring angels all around them. And can you imagine that you're going through whatever you're going through and you have not only angels around you, but you also have people like Daniel. People who sat with lions, people like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, people who walked in the fire. People like Abraham, who never let go of the promise. All of that are around you right now. I mean, whether we know it, whether we accept it or not, that is reality because we complete that. We perfect them. Without us, they cannot be perfect. And with this awareness now, we ought to run our race. That is what the writer is telling us here. You're in a race. Whether you acknowledge it or not, you are in a race, you know. And this is why, you know, I am so 
caught up with the supernatural because whether we are active, conscious of our, our walk or our run or not, the spiritual life is an active life. If you hear the words that are being used, like race, you know, other scriptures say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, all the scriptures that are action words. You know, we always, we, we always look at action, things like running, things like doing stuff in the physical. You know, we say, oh, I'm going to work out, I'm exercising, or I'm going to do this. We always think of action in the physical sense. But the Lord is bringing to awareness. And after reading about this, um, super, this um, amazing men and women who are like you and I, we saw that they were able to step into the supernatural and see all the activity going on in heaven. And they chose to partner with that so that it's revealed on the earth. All of this is to say that you are actively living a spiritual life. Your spiritual work is active, whether you are aware. And this kind of scripture makes you know that you can consciously run your race. You can consciously run this race to win. Not settle for anything less, but to win this race. You can choose that this time around that you have come to this awareness, the awareness of this truth, that you will not allow your life become dormant. But you will be an active participant. You will take action. Amen. You will take action. Um, 1 Corinthians 9 verse 22, um, 24 says, Isn't it obvious that for all runners on the racetrack, keep on running to win? But only one receives the victor's prize. Yet each one of you must run the race to be victorious. A true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, practicing constant self-control in order to win a, a, a laurel wreath that, that quickly withers. But we run our race to win a victor's crown. Hallelujah. You have overcome. You have overcome. That's on you know, that's Victor's crown song. It's just beautiful. Um, that will last forever. For that reason, I do not run just for exercise or to box like one throwing aimless punches, but I train like a champion athlete. I subdue my body and I get it under control so that after preaching the good news to others, I myself will not be disqualified. So this is a race that we are in it to win. We are not competing against anybody. No, it is not, uh, it's not like the world competes. But we are headed to win the prize that Jesus Christ already won for us. And he also talks about discipline of an athlete. He talks about, you know, um, the intensity, what they, what they, what they go put their body through. Whether they want it or not, whether it is fun or not, you know, it's not all about fun, you know. I know back in the day when the, when, you know, churches became so much fun and everybody would go just for the dancing song, the happiness and the motivational speeches, you know, many people who were like, you know, uh, 
deeply into more of the seeking the face of God and repentance where like what is happening with all the lights and the loud music you know they didn't feel it was it was what it was intended to be you know and it's not supposed to be fun it's supposed to be um I mean you can have fun in the spirit but they felt like it was it was something more serious than just making the physical body happy you know appealing to the external flesh but something that would just engage take your focus only to the lord without um distractions you know so this is the kind of race it takes self-discipline it takes um self-motivation it takes you know perseverance we, we've seen that we saw this kind of um, attitude displayed um, um in the lives of moses and all of them like he left the 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 the, the throne you know the royal position he had in the physical because he was able to see jesus amidst the slaves you know and that was worth it for him you know it caused him to do something wrong and to be away from his people and to struggle but it was worth it because in letting go of the earthly self um he was able to press into the supernatural and the lord was the lord met with moses you know in a way that is just unprecedented so i just want you to see your spiritual life in the sense of you are active in this spiritual life you know it tells you not to the scripture also tells you not to give up and then interestingly it tells you that because you're having all this share going on for you you have to remove two things from your life okay. in this active mm -hmm. race there are things that you are engaging with there are things mm -hmm. that will, will, will want to engage with you as you run this race and okay. they are showing you um what things they are to watch out for mm. and so it's all in verse one right there i want you guys to be able to pick it out right later side every weight and the sin awesome so you i need <laughs> that's okay no that's good you just call the two <laughs> i wanted you <laughs> It was in my face, so I couldn't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it was in your face. Okay, let's start. Let's start with the weight, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Marie, how does your Bible interpret the weight? Oh, uh, TPT says we must let go of every wound, every that every wound that has pierced us. Yes, These wounds, whether they have pierced us in the bloodline. Because even during, you know, during your birth, what are the things your mother went through um, when giving birth to you? Was it a struggle? You know, what is your oppression? All of that, you know, your, what has pierced your bloodline? What has affected your bloodline? What, has, what have you been through? You know, other scripture says, anything that will get in the way laid aside, you know? Because like um, John said, they are weights. They hinder the speed with which we can run our race. They stand, they stand in the way of us being effective in the spirit. You see, like my, my daughter does track. So uh, when we cheer her on, it doesn't matter whether she is 
at the forefront or she's behind we are screaming and shouting and cheering her on like as if we have a stake in the game we do because we love her and this is the same thing the cloud of witness are doing they have a stake in your race they have a stake in how well you do they are saying that we did it you also can because we're all part of a whole when you win yours you will experience the joy and the, the the glory that we are involved in right now if only you can see we're cheering you on on the other side is so much blessings is so much reward it's so worth it so whatever is in the physical be it past wounds be it hurts be it the the things in the bloodline be it declarations um that have been said against you you know uh, so this this calls for foresight i just want you guys all of these teachings are about you being practical you know look ahead of yourself you know they are giving it's like you're having foresight for what could be in the way of you being um, victorious in your run So personalize it. What are you dealing with? They, these things are coming to cut you off. They are coming to slow you down. You're carrying them and they are hindering your race. Write it down. Write these things down because we will see that there's a place where all of this is being dealt with. What is it that is standing in your way? Some of the obstacles... Um, is it uh, family drama, sicknesses, diseases? Is it betrayal, heartbreaks, you know, unruly kids, job loss, you know? Is it your political affiliations? Is it election results? What is it? What is it is becoming a weight and is slowing down your spiritual progress? Because... It is, it is very important that you um, put so much value in your spiritual race because there's a whole cloud of weakness that is depending on how well you do. Hallelujah. They have a stake in the game and they are cheering you on. You're not competing against one another. You are running this race to win it. To win it, that scroll that was written concerning you is yours to fulfill and they know you can. They know you can. That's why they're cheering you on to, to leave it all out. To be aware of your spiritual run. Some of the obstacles that come in the way of your run are things like demonic attacks. Obstacles, evil spirits. You know, you struggle in one area of your life, no matter how you pray, you know, it's like you're not getting breakthrough. There's a place that you can have that taken care of. And then the second thing, so write that down. What are the things, what are the weights, you know? What are the things that are obstacles? Have foresight. 
all of that needs to be taken care of because they are standing in the way of your successful um, win. Then the scene that entangles. I want you guys to see that. Um, I want you to take note that this there are action words being used here. So what sin does is entangle you. So you're running, but sin is all entangled all, all over you. So it's, how can you win? How can you be fast? You know, after all that hard training, you know, you've trained, you've struggled, you've kept to the rules. You, but then there's this thing that is just tangling you all up. On the day of the race, it comes at you. You know? And that too, put it down because there's a place where all of that can be taken care of. There's a place where all the entanglement can be taken care of. There's a place where all the weights can be taken care of. So next verse, please. So we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who passed faith within us and who leads us forward into the faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you will be his, he endured the agony of the cross and then conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow. I mean, you're not in a physical race, you're in a spiritual race. Whatever it is, the evil spirits that have stood in your way, get rid of it. The sins that have stood, have entangled you, get rid of it. Know what to do, fix your eyes. So you're consciously turning away from the natural realm to the supernatural realm. And you're keeping your eyes on Jesus. Why are you keeping your eyes on Jesus? Because you want to see what Jesus saw. So just, be, just imagine, what did God place before Jesus? He placed you and I, they said for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So look with me for a minute. How do you look? What did Jesus see that brought him so much joy that he said, you know what? I am going to do whatever it takes to see this joy. To see you fully revealed in the way I see you in the spirit. So we see that Jesus also walked in faith. He saw into the supernatural realm of who you became. God showed him. And so he was willing to do whatever it takes to do. To, to see us the way we truly are. So I would like you to do a little, a, a, a little compilation, um, right? List what you think Jesus saw when, when, when he saw you. What is it that he saw when he saw you that gave him so much joy that he was like, okay, you know, um, pierce me here, um, cut me here, um, slap me here, um, pierce, you know, do all this hurry, like all the process of the cross. 
How could it be worth it? How? How could I look that it would be worth it for Jesus? Write that down. You have to understand what Jesus saw so that you will realize who you really are. Because he saw that it was worth it. And don't make it about everybody. Make it about yourself. Because when you keep your eyes, when you look, in, look into the eyes of Jesus, you can see how he sees. You know, there's this movie, this, um, this movie where they were riding on, a, I think, it, was, it wasn't a dragon, but um, they were riding on, it, it was flying though. But basically, this man was flying, okay, let's just say it's a big eagle. He was flying on this big eagle, and there were things that the eagle was seeing, and this guy couldn't see, and then he got himself at first he wasn't used to the the eagle but with time he got accustomed to the the eagle so he was able to see you know there's a way his pupil aligned with the, the the eagles and then he was able to see what the eagle could see and you know he, he was before then he was scared you know he was flying so high and you know he thought you know he things were you know he was gonna die or something but by the time he was able to see through the eyes of the eagle, it changed the game for him, you know. So, I mean, I see Jesus through these crazy instances. But it's like, look through his eyes. It's your, it's his eyes you're looking at. It's his sight you're looking at. You are aligning yourself, you know, your perspective into his. So it is you inside of him revealing you. And that's what all the cloud of witness are seeing. That's why they are cheering you on. And it doesn't matter. You may think you are so slow. But in their eyes, you are doing it. You are running it. And they are cheering you on. They have a stake in the game. You need to see what they are seeing. Jesus Christ saw it. And so it was worth it for him to go through. So, um, we will read, um... Hebrews 12, 22. We have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, Amen. the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men, made perfect pause okay so last week you know we saw that they were not made perfect right without us but now we have come to mount zion we're reading through the scripture through the whole letter and we're reaching this point where in the previous verses it said that without us they could not be made perfect and when it says that you have come to Mount Zion, you have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. And remember, Mount Zion was a place in Israel, you know, on, in, 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 in Jerusalem, where there was 24-hour worship, paid worshipers that King David established. 
And from out of that place, he would rule. The law, he would state the law. Out of that place, he reigned. He, he decreed what should happen. He judged out of Mount Zion. So, in a spiritual sense that you are looking into, there is a spiritual Jerusalem, uh, Mount Zion. Remember how we talked about patterns and that what is on earth is a replica, is a copy of that which is in heaven. So, the Mount Zion that is in heaven is the heavenly Jerusalem and you are joined by a company of angels. The Lord himself is there called the judge. He's not called Abba Father, he's not called um, the Rock of Ages, he's not called um, the Ancient of Days. He's identified in that scripture as George. So you see his position in that place. And so you understand that he's going to judge, that he's sitting there to rule. You know, and all the other scriptures we, we, um, we have show what Mount Zion looks like. So I want somebody... To quickly read um, Joel 2.32 quickly for us, please. Joel 2.32 quickly for us, please. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in the Mount Zion and Jerusalem there shall be deliverance. Amen. As the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Amen. So there is salvation. There is deliverance. Remember all the weights we were talking about. All the weights that hinder you. That you needed foresight to see ahead. And be detangled from. To, uh, to be separated from. The weights that are making it difficult for you to run your race. That are coming from affliction by demonic spirits. That afflicted your bloodline, the sicknesses, the, the lies, the failures, the poverty, all of that. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. Amen. So when you come to Mount Zion, you are going to lay it off there. All those weights, there's a place. And guess what? God is there. Jesus is there. The blood of Jesus is there. And Jesus is there as your mediator. Because remember, it is a place of, of where judgments are going to be released. It's a place where deliverance comes for you. The blood of Jesus is already there. And that's why you need to go there. And they, the people cheering you on, the people that are telling you to lay aside the people that are victorious are there and when you come there they are made perfect yes in hebrews eleven thirty nine and 40 they could not be made perfect without you but when you come yes. to mount zion yes you see that you have chosen to come wow and then when they tell you to lay aside the weight to get rid of the obstacles that hinder you, that stand in your way upon Mount Zion, is deliverance. Oh, amen. You will be delivered from all the weights. 
the obstacles that hinder you, some of them you can't even control, really. You can't take them off yourself. Sometimes you don't even realize that these are weights. That's why I say, write it down. Um, Isaiah 2, 3, please. Many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mount, mountain of the Lord, hmm. to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, hmm. and we shall walk in his paths. Amen. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Amen. So the law is established in Zion. God's word concerning your life is established in Zion. That is where it comes forth. And that's why we're going to be saying that we need to go to Zion. You know, when we studied, um, Zaka, when we studied in the courts of heaven, when we studied, remember, we studied about Joshua, the high priest. And after the Lord had set him free and delivered him from his uncleanliness, and the weights that were hindering him, even though he was, you know, the holiest man in all of Israel. The Lord told him, if you walk in my ways and keep my laws, you will have charge over my courts. And you will walk among they that live here. So you see that that entire um life of being a governor over your your house and god's courts is found in mount zion because that is where god judges all the things that come against you you are in an active spiritual life you will actively consciously take yourself to mount zion and say god I repent. I don't want this weight anymore. Yes, Lord. It's active. It's an active life in the spirit that you keep mm -hmm. doing all the time. Whatever the Lord places in your heart, the spirit mm -hmm. of God reveals to you. Do not hesitate. Just step in by faith, Lord. I step into the courts of heaven because that is where Mount Zion is. Mm -hmm. Because the judge is in Mount Zion. Because the mediator is in Mount Zion. And all the clouds. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you have this whole group of people in Mount Zion. And they are cheering you on. And you are not even aware of it. You are still going with those weights. And then you are oh. still dealing with all that, that sin. And you are already tangled. But they are still cheering you on. They are already there. Uh, they're already there they're still cheering you on whether you recognize it or not whether you recognize that you need to put the weights away or you need to get rid of the sin that is entangling you in this race they continue to cheer you on until you get it and you do it and you win man. Your spiritual life is as practical as it gets. They have a stake in the game. 
with you coming there, they are made perfect. Remember that. They are not away from you. They cannot. They are part of you. Obadiah 117. And the house of Jacob shall possess their former possession. Wow. So right there again, you see that there is deliverance. Obadiah is saying the same thing. That there is deliverance. The same thing that um, Joel said, Obadiah is repeating it. That there is deliverance in Mount Zion. And then he's also saying that there's holiness. Holiness is in Mount Zion. Yay, that takes care of the sin that besets me. Right? That takes care of the sin that is entangling me. I don't know why I keep repenting. I keep dealing with this thing. But it's not going away. So I will go to a place where holiness resides. Can you see? That you have a blueprint to deal with the obstacles that stand in the way of you winning this race. And all along you have sat down and thought that you were failing. When all you need is to step into Mount Zion and get rid of the things that are making your race slow. The things that are making you so caught up in the physical that you are separated from your Active lifestyle in the spirit. There is no room for ignorance now. Now you all know. <laughs> now you all know. There is no reason why you cannot run victoriously. Now you all know that you are not alone. That there is no room for failure. That no matter what, uh, what level you are. They are all cheering you on, cheering you on. They expect you to win. Now you have to see it for yourself. They want theirs. They know it's possible for you. They have seen you win. So what is it that can stop you now? The things they are telling you to lay aside are available. Uh, you have that help available unto you. In Mount Zion. The blood of Jesus is there speaking. Speaking much better things than the blood of Abel. In Mount Zion. You are not alone. You can take the sin that is entangling your race. You can take the weights that are standing in the way of your race. All of that you can receive holiness in place of the entanglement and you see the holiness of god disentangle you and give you like a spurt in your spiritual race and then upon that same mount zion you will see the delivering power of god fight against the obstacles that have stood in your way and set you free from demonic oppression all available to you in Mount Zion. 
So if you said you didn't know how, now you know how. And all we need to do is just take every, every note you have made, everything you have identified as your obstacle, as your hindrance to Mount Zion. Onto Mount Zion we go. We go by faith. Faith in the Son of God who loved us and saw us worth it. He saw us worth it. So let's just step in by faith right now.